What's up, everybody? Welcome to the News Brief here on the WWE Podcast for this Monday, December 20th, 2021. And yes, Monday Night Raw is still going on as I record this. I have not seen anything from Monday Night Raw, but that's not what we're here to talk about. My Monday Night Raw review will be coming tomorrow night, but we're here to talk about the topic at hand, topics in this case. And we haven't heard a lot of Stone Cold Steve Austin news lately, have we? It feels like it's been just too damn long. It feels like we're due for a stunner and some beer, aren't we? It feels like it's about that time, and it very well could be. Now, this is according to Wrestling Inc. They said, and I quote, WWE Hall of Famer Steve Austin may end up making a special appearance at WrestleMania 38. Austin was rumored to appear at WrestleMania 38 several months back when he appeared in the initial promos for the event. Now... WrestleVotes reports that WWE officials are very interested in having the Texas Rattlesnake be a part of WrestleMania in Dallas next year. It was noted that WWE wants Austin to be a, quote, meaningful part of WrestleMania 38, but not in a wrestling role in more than just appearing. It's, quote, up to creative at this point, the report noted. Austin has not appeared for WWE since the March 16th, 2020 edition of Raw, which was the special 316 day episode. There's no word on if Austin is interested in appearing at WrestleMania 38 or what WWE creative might come up with for Stone Cold, but we will keep you updated. WrestleMania 38 is scheduled for Saturday, April 2nd and Sunday, April 3rd from AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. Stay tuned. I mean, this makes sense, right? Why would you not want to have... Stone Cold Steve Austin, the Texas Rattlesnake, who started his career in Dallas, Texas, at 18, well, not AT, at AT&T Stadium, but in that city. He was also there as a special appearance in uh, WrestleMania 32, if you remember with the Mick Foley and Shawn Michaels trio that took out the League of Nations. And the last time we saw Shawn Michaels with hair, where he looked halfway decent, So that was six years ago, unbelievably. And him giving Xavier Woods a stunner was makes me happy, I will say. And it makes sense, right? Why would you not want to have this? Plus having him in the promos. Why would you have him in the promos and then not also appear at some point in some capacity? My estimation is, of course, we see a stunner or two or three or four and a lot of beer. But I also do wonder, maybe he's there for a bigger purpose. I don't mean he's coming out of retirement. That would be... I mean, that would be way too much to ask, and I believe Austin is completely done. I I do believe, though, that he could be there in a a bigger role other than just to do his obligatory stunner in beer bath than he does, which is entertaining as hell, and I would absolutely sign up for that any day of the week. But maybe there's another role, and when I say another role, and when this report, according to Wrestling Inc., mentions another more significant role than just an appearance, but not a match, of course, is perhaps special referee enforcer timekeeper i mean i mean the list goes on of things he he could do and or and or maybe just have a face off with roman reigns not to say they're going to have a match but just for the visual of it and then roman reigns actual opponent Drew McIntyre of course uh would be would be there in a, in a wrestling capacity against against roman if drew is his opponent you could also have Brock versus Roman with Austin as a special guest referee. And at the end of the match, 
you could have if, if say, Roman Reigns retains, Austin delivers a stunner to Roman Reigns. I mean, imagine this. So there, there's your there's your more significant role other than just an appearance without actually having a wrestling role. Now, with that stunner, you couldn't do much with it other than just chalk it up to, oh, it's Austin, and it was a cool moment, but there's no match to be held there. Um, unless, of course, there's something I don't know, but I, I would give it a 99% chance he's not returning to wrestling. But this report does indeed confirm what I have thought, and many of you maybe have thought or maybe have not thought about it all, but Wrestling Inc., credible source. Wrestle Votes, credible report uh, source. And having him be a part of WrestleMania 38 in Dallas absolutely makes more than uh, more than sense. So how about that to chew on? All right, uh, let's get into uh, Jim Ross. You know, as many of you know, he has been had been diagnosed or is diagnosed with skin cancer, and he was on and is currently on hiatus from AEW right now as a, a commentator, and he hopes to be back on the December 29th edition of the show. That's awesome. And here's what the latest report from WrestlingHeadlines.com. This is a report. Uh, that is actually and was published today, December 20th. And according to this report, it says, Jim Ross underwent surgery late last month while he fights skin cancer. The Hall of Famer is on hiatus, as I said. Ross provided an update during his latest episode of Grilling JR. So he's not stopping with the podcast and this man is a machine. And this is what Jim Ross said. My cancer treatments are still ongoing. This Friday, I'll take my 15th radiation treatment. Every morning I go about a 30 minute drive and it's longer to get there than it is than the treatment is. The problem is the more the radiation your skin endures, the more inflamed it gets, the more tender it gets. It's very delicate to the touch, so you've got to be aware of what you wear. I thought this process would get better pain-wise, the pain will be more manageable as I go through the process, but that's not the case. If you stop to think about it, it's logical. They're burning your skin around the cancer and it's just my ankle. There's not a lot of fat or muscle around my ankle. It's just skin. It keeps me from sleeping all night, and I'm glad to get get it over with. He continues, I'm optimistic. I believe it's I'm going to be just fine. I'm on target to return to work on the 29th of December for Dynamite. That's what I'm hoping to do, and it seems meant to be because I don't have to fly anywhere. I can just drive over there and do my gig and call the matches. I really miss calling the matches. That's always been the most fun of my career is broadcasting. That's the fun part. I'm not in the fun part of this radiation treatment, but I've got to go through it. So that is the latest from Jim Ross, right straight from the horse's mouth himself. And while it clearly is uncomfortable to go through radiation, luckily, God willing, I have not and will not go through radiation. And I haven't really had any exposure directly to other people who have had cancer, at least on that level. I mean, everybody knows somebody that's affected by cancer, but luckily it hasn't been a huge thing in my family. I mean, it's been here and there, but it does appear that Jim Ross is in good spirits. That always seems to be the case with Jim Ross. He never ceases to be positive about a situation, especially later in his life here. And I know he's got a lot of people rooting for him. It doesn't seem as serious as maybe some may have thought. I mean, anytime you get a cancer diagnosis, it's, you know, you you just unfortunately jump to the darkest conclusion, right? Like, I'm going to die. That person's going to die. That does not seem to be the case. So that's great news for Jim. And if he's on track to return for the 29th of December at AEW Dynamite, 
then it seems as if things are going as scheduled. Of course, as he's mentioning the pain getting worse, it makes sense. And he said it's logical because they are just they're burning your skin. So, uh, you know, we, we do wish Jim Ross the absolute best in his recovery. And I hope that uh, he's back sooner than later. Him on commentary. I mean, there's nothing more meant to be in wrestling than Jim Ross with a microphone in front of his face calling the action in the ring. I mean, it's just it's a a, a match made in heaven, pun intended. So uh, anyway, OK, moving on. And let's uh, talk about a couple other just ancillary things, significant, but not earth shattering. And uh, this is Jimmy Smith talking about the directive that WWE Raw announcers receive during or regarding new wrestlers. Again, according to wrestling headlines, or as Michael Cole would call it, the WWE Raw announcers. Is that just weird to say? I feel awkward. I'm like, I have secondhand embarrassment just saying it that way. So we get uh, Jimmy Smith, who has talked about a wide range of topics during his Unlocking the Cage show. During it, he talked about the criticism of the Raw commentary team and directive that is given to the commentary team regarding new wrestlers, which is a fresh, which it's a fresh start for wrestlers and what they did in NXT doesn't matter. So here's what he said. With WWE, I'm part of the show. I'm part of the show. So things that you may see as weakness in commentary are things that they want from us. When a character does a character reset, coming up from NXT or some other organization, and I pretend not to know who they are or any of their accomplishments before they got to Monday Night Raw, I'm doing what I'm being told. It's not that I didn't do my research. It's not that I didn't know who Piper Niven was. Of course I did. I did my homework like I was supposed to. But when she came to Raw from NXT UK, they reset her character and called her Dewdrop. So the directive was, all right, we're kind of resetting the character here. So People, and people did, by the way, get pissed online like, ah, Jimmy Smith and Corey Graves didn't even know who Piper Niven is. Of course we know who Piper Niven is, but we're part of the show, and part of the show is we're resetting her character. And to not recognize when Corey Graves is talking about when his fiance or going off about Eva Marie is, is another one he went off about, or when he praises one heel typically over another, he's doing his job. His job is to be an a-hole D-bag character. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, I, I, w- I would argue that that's not what Corey Graves is coming across as. I would say Byron Saxton often comes across as just a really unnecessary part of the team. I got to say, Byron, look, I think we've seen enough of the Byron experiment. I think that he does nothing other than subtract and just throw out just generic wrestling tropes here and there about sending messages and making statements and just saying the most insincere lines ever. I'm sorry, Byron Saxton is an is, is a net negative to the team. Plus, you add to the fact that two is more than enough to cover color and play-by-play. You don't need a third man muddying the waters. And I would cut Byron Saxton faster than you can say Byron. So, uh, but but to Corey Graves or Jimmy Smith's point, yeah, I mean, look. He is being doing he is doing what he's told. It's a job. He's part of the show. He's doing what the directive is coming down from to him. I mean, he's 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 doing what Vince wants, right? Whatever directive is sent down, he follows. And he should. It's his job. He does what he's being told. I, I understand that. I get it. 
And I, I'm not faulting Jimmy Smith for it, nor am I faulting Corey Graves or even Byron Saxton, who I don't like as a commentator, but they do what they're told. The, the, I guess the criticism would, for me would come is the actual directive itself. Why do we have to pretend that we don't know who these people are? You know, that's the issue. And I understand Jimmy Smith. Why does WWE feel the need to ignore and erase everything and every accomplishment that that person has made or done prior to them getting to WWE? And that's a rhetorical question because I know the answer. The answer is because what they did doesn't matter until they get here. That's why. What they did doesn't matter. This is the big leagues, kid. Anything you did before doesn't matter. Why, sh- why shouldn't it? You know why? Here, here's, a, here's a concept. I understand that they, their goal was to get here and your goal was to bring them up. And this is the big time, all that, all that lovely just kind of just corporate lines that they feed. But here's a thought. Perhaps you do give the audience a bit of an idea of who they are. Perhaps you do. Why? Because it gives the audience a foundation to build off of instead of starting from scratch. Why do you always need to start from scratch? It, it, it seems as if, and this isn't just like a one once time, you know, one time they did it with Piper Niven to do drop. No, which by the way, was a bad choice for names anyway. I understand that they need to do it once in a while and just hit the reset button. But can't you acknowledge at least of maybe where they came from and their accomplishments beforehand? Because it gives the fans something to grasp onto and go, oh, cool. They did this and this and this. Let's, you know, let's see if I can relate to that. <laughs> you know, why would they just erase everything? And that's that's the problem I have. Again, I know the answer. It's nothing they did matters. Everything they did is erased. And that's unfortunate. It doesn't need to always be the case. So I'm not blaming Jimmy Smith or Byron or Corey Graves. All right. Uh, last thing here. AJ Styles set to begin a new feud on NXT. Yes, I said NXT. Again, according to Wrestling Headlines. Good website, by the way. Here we go. AJ Styles is headed to NXT 2.0. This is a bigger story than I thought it was. Um, it was noted during tonight's Raw, which, again, now is a a big, um, big spoiler for me. I'm reading this for the first time. <laughs> Uh, AJ Styles will be performing on NXT's or appearing on tomorrow's NXT episode of uh, NXT 2.0 from the Performance Center in Orlando or the Capital Wrestling Center. It looks like Styles will be feuding with Grayson Waller. Waller released a video over the weekend where he took shots at Styles. Waller has been feuding with LA Knight, but an injury angle done last week was uh, as Waller drove away in Knight's car. Waller noted in this week's Twitter video that night is done, at least for now. And after tonight's announcement on Raw, Waller reacted and warned AJ to wipe his feet before coming into NXT 2.0. And stay tuned on, uh, stay tuned on tomorrow's show, obviously, they, and then they promote the show. Okay, so what? Look, I'm all for NXT getting stars back to their their territory because it doesn't always need to be a one-way street. And I've been an advocate of that because there have been positives, big positives. But I, the, th- the problem I have with this is really just one single thing. Well, two, you can't find someone for AJ Styles to work with. You can't find anything. And what are they doing with Omos, by the way? Now, again, I haven't seen Raw. So maybe they're just ignoring that AJ and Omos had a program, a breaking up, a splitting up, a, a, a whatever. Maybe they're just completely ignoring that that even happened. And just all of a sudden, AJ's just announced to go to a, uh, NXT. 
but you can't find one person for AJ Styles to work with, one of the best workers in the world, and you're sending him to NXT. Now, the selling on that move would be, well, he gets to work with the new talent. He gets to fresh new faces. He's going to help elevate that talent, elevate the ratings. And you know what? That may be true. But there comes a time where you need to be a little bit selfish about a, a, a generational performer like AJ Styles. I'm not saying he's a quote-unquote needle mover. You know, There's a whole thing on that with Roman Reigns' T-shirt, by the way. Go look that story up. Uh, but AJ Styles right now is a once-in-a-generation performer on his, on, on, on his level, okay? I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying he's bigger than Roman and he's bigger than Brock, but the way that he works and the way that he can help other talent be elevated, the way he elevates talent when he's in the ring, his timing, he's a very polished all-around performer, and you're going to have him go back to NXT for what? Because you can't find anyone to have him work with on the main roster, and you, the, what? What's the What's the reason? So this on the surface, again, I haven't dug deep in this. This is the first time I've read this with you guys right now. This doesn't make me too happy other than for the NXT talent and for the NXT product itself of bringing a huge name like AJ Styles in. And I'm sure AJ is ready to move on to something or anything other than being in a tag team. But with AJ being at the twilight of his career, what if he gets a, uh, a career ending injury in NXT? God forbid his career is over. And he, he, we never at least maximize the end of his career and the main roster, maybe feuding for a championship, having a nice run to, to call it a career. You know, I, I'm i not liking this move on the surface because of his age, because they have no excuse to not have him work with anybody because he can work with anybody. Okay. And, and the, you know, at the end of a, a once in a generation performer's career, and you're going to have him go on NXT risking injury to, to, to what, you know, um, I know, but but if I had him on the show, I know what he'd say. Well, look, it's a, you know, make the best of the situation. It's, it's fresh new faces, uh, the usual corporate speak. But inside, he's like, they can't find anything for me to do in the main roster. I belong in the damn main event. You're going to throw me in NXT. You know, I, I I get that frustration. So, wow, big news, huge news there. Um, and I said there wasn't anything earth shattering. Well, uh, that story just came out. I hit refresh as I was. Um, as I was uh, looking through the feed, just to make sure nothing was updated, and lo and behold. So how about that for some breaking news, literally, as we're recording this. So everybody, thank you so much for listening. You want to go ad-free? We have a massive special right now on Apple Podcasts, 99 cents for in a month or $9.99 for the entire year. That's two months free and a reduced price. If I ever increase the price, you stay locked in, as well as everybody at 99 cents. are. Everybody's locked in. So I'd really encourage you, as the sale uh, continues here, not for too much longer, to get yourself ad-free on Apple Podcasts. Just click the uh, Get Rid of the Ads pesky button. It's on the homepage of our show. Or go on Patreon and join us there for a dollar a month. Discord server, ad-free, you name it. So, All right, everybody, thank you so much. Tomorrow I'll be back with the Monday Night Raw review. And until then, take care. I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the WWE Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show or head to wwepodcast.com. And for all of these shows ad-free, head over to patreon.com slash WWE Podcast. Until then, we'll see you next time.